Sorry. What's up, what's up? You know who it is, Big Hendo, oh, Hendo yeah. Unplug. I got a real boss in the building, you know what I'm saying? I got a real honcho in the building. What's up, Jeff? Chef, chef, I like to show up every time that I show up. Hey. I'm a young boss nigga, used to see me this when I grow too. up. All my pockets this full, yeah, I might just throw a forward. Baby, what's your name? My name Play is Raxon, let you know Don't be mad, she chose up. Hey. We just throwing hey. bucks in the club, attracting hey. most sluts. I'm just my having fun, honey bun, don't get no fucks. She be trying to keep me around, she know that I'm a blow up. Hey, that's enough, that's enough, though. That's enough, though. Hey, we got Big Hunch on the building, baby. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Chef Fest, you know what I mean? You're doing everything, you know what I mean? You got a Chef SD, Chef Fest, Admiral uh, Group, uh, uh, group. all the above, you know what I'm saying? Uh, manage, yeah. Management from, uh, for artists, everything above, man. What's going on with you, big dog? Oh, man, you know, I just, you know, the thing about me, I just be working and I just be staying focused and trying to, you know, get the end goal and yeah. try to figure out how I could be better than I was today or yesterday. Yeah. And, um, you know, we try a few things and some things work and some things don't. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, before we go too deep, because we got a lot of shit to talk about. We got a lot of stuff to talk about today, baby. This is gonna be a fire episode. Um, let's get you from the beginning, bro. Let's get your your origins, where you come from. I heard I heard you're from New York, right? Yeah, man. I'm like all over so my parents, both parents are Jamaican. I'm the first American born in my family. Oh shit. So okay. first American born on both sides. Uh born in Miami. I lived in Jamaica for a little bit when I was a kid, like a, a year, then like um moved back to Miami, lived in New York. Brooklyn, New York. You know, I grew up most of my time there. Okay. Left when I was 16, like, so 99, left there. Went to Daytona Beach, Florida. Stayed there for, like, two years. Damn. Then I went to West Palm Beach, for two hours south of there. Did a construction for about two years. Then um, I joined the Navy. Holy shit. Went to San Diego for two years. Then went to Jacksonville for, like, four or five years. Damn. Then I went to Hawaii for three years. Then I went to Italy. After Italy, Hawaii, I went to Italy. Stayed in Italy, Sicily, Italy. For like two years, and then I came to San Diego, and I've been to San Diego ever since. So San Diego's like the longest I've ever been in one city. Holy shit! So you you travel a lot because of the Navy? No, I travel a lot because of life. You know, I I, I try to travel the Navy afterwards, but you know, I was in New York and Florida back and forth a lot. Okay. And then afterwards, now I joined the Navy. Mm. Um, you know, just moving around. Damn. So tell me about your experience in the Navy, and once again, thank you for your service as well. You know what I mean? So tell me about your experience in the Navy. Uh, Navy is dope, man. Like. It's one of those things, um, the hardest part of my life is not knowing what you want to do with it. So I joined the Navy because I didn't know what I wanted. I knew I wanted to be great. I had so much ambitions to go, but mm. I had a direction. Like, what do I do with this? I just want to be great. What do we do? I didn't want to go to college. I, I'm like, I just want to be great, but I don't know what I want to do with it. You know, so mm. I joined the Navy and, you know, they had me doing something I really hated doing. They had me as a cook. I'm like a cook. And the cooks wasn't glorified back then. They had no food network. It was like, you're just a cook. So, you know. And then when I found out I was stuck doing that, I'm like, all right, cool. Well, let me do the, be the best I can be at it while I'm here. Yeah. And I just started being the best. I go to culinary school, started cooking for the cooking for the um, for the captain, bringing his personal chef. Then I moved on and went to um, did this uh, uh, air air crew rescueman. Okay. So it was only 13 people in the Navy that do that job. Mm. So I was like a flight attendant slash. Rescue swimmer slash private chef. Damn. So I used to cook on G5, you know, Gulf Streams? Yeah. G5. So the mili- the US, so you have the President Airport, you have Air Force One, mm-hmm. you have the Air Force Two plane, and then there are five private jets that fly under those that protect the world <laughs> at all times. Yeah. And I was one of those guys that cooked on, on those, in those jets that like um, cook for um, dignitary senators, all the people who made the big decisions in the world. Holy I shit. I was actually, you know, cooking for those guys in a private jet. And I became a certified chef. I just be the, I became the best of the best of what I did. Everything I tried, and I loved my job. And um, flying around the world, and I have to deploy, and I have to go to war. And you know, I've been to forty countries while I did that. Damn. You know, so 
that was it. And I, I got out of 13 years, and you know, I just I still wanted more. I realized I, I think yeah. I reached my peak, and I was like, you know what? Let me try to get a medically separated. I got medically separated out, and um, I got a little taste of independent money while I was in the Navy. And I'm like, man, you do seven more years to retire, but it's seven more years of my life. So how can I like, yeah. you know, take advantage? It's just it's either stay here and be safe, or get out, or just go. So, so while you're in the Navy, because I seen a picture of you on, the, like you said, a G5. That thing looked like it was like the presidential, yeah. like 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 a Trump flying around or somewhere, you know, and Biden or somebody, you know what I'm saying? So, what give me some like cool experiences that you had, you know, you know, working with those those Man, elite elite uh, officers I, and shit. You know what? Um, I had some really crazy experiences. You remember that when that tsunami had happened. Um, in, in um, was it India? No, in Japan. Japan, there yeah. There was a big um, er, um, um, tsunami earthquake, and they had radiation stuff. Mm -hmm. um, within twenty, you know, within like ten hours, um, the, the nuclear balls they put the U.S. admiral over the nuclear powers over Japan. Yeah, and I had to fly that guy as soon as it happened. All that stuff happened. We had to go fly him out there to go save, you know, help out with Japan. So it's cool to be a part of that. Mm -hmm. And then there was another part where like um, North Korea had bombed South Korea on the ship. No way. And there was no airplanes in South Korea at the time, and I was in Hawaii, so we was the closest one. So I had the Russian just go, and, and we went to go pick up the leaders of South Korea, the general, four-star general, and fly them straight to D.C. Oh, we, we went from South Korea. Uh, we did a cruise swap in Alaska, and then went straight to D.C. So they made one route to D.C., to go brief the president. So I'm in a plane, all these crazy phone calls are happening, the red phone, you That's know. Crazy. And I'm like, I'm there and I gotta make dishes and it's <laughs> and I I remember like um it's something weird. Like I remember I, I bought some stuff, I bought a salad and I forgot the salad dressing, but I created a um, a vinaigrette out of it. So I'm like I'm like, geez, I got I'm in the, I'm you know, I'm forty thousand feet in the sky. I'm fifty thousand feet in the sky. Got salmon and lettuce and some, but there's, there's no fucking salad dressing. Yeah. So I create. I'm like, damn. I got teriyaki. I got some vinegar. I'm like, all right. Is there a such thing as fucking teriyaki vinaigrette? But I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna make it up. So <laughs> I made up a teriyaki vinaigrette um, salmon salad. Damn. And I just you know I just was confident when I said it. You know. Yeah. These are world leaders by the president. You know I forgot some stuff because I was Russian. And I said yo, I said this is my my salmon teriyaki salad. You know, with teriyaki vinaigrette, <laughs> with a little orange zest, you know, and yeah, and and, and they loved it. I so, know that motherfucker was like, Yo, the energy is good. But it was kind of crazy because I developed yeah. a business off of that. Wow! So when I came out, you know, when my my sauce line, I got tatted on me right here. That's all crazy. my sauces, these are things that are hiccups, and I created sauces out of it. Mm. And that's when I first got into the game of making money. I'm like, okay, I'm making sauces. And then it took me two years to realize I would never make it with sauces. Right, right, okay. Because that's not your shopping list. You mm. never go to the store and say, "Hey, when you go to the store, find me a, a cool sauce I never had." Yeah, it's not right. a shopping list. I don't know, man. A teriyaki, teriyaki vinaigrette. You know what I'm saying? Some shit I never heard before. Maybe it, it worked. It yeah, worked. yeah, that's yeah. crazy, man. So, um, what inspired you to be a chef, though? You know what I mean? I got pushed into. It. Like I said, the Navy made me a cook. Wow. And I just like became the best out of it. Yeah. And you know, while I was in, I was still going to college for different stuff. I wanted to get out of it because culinary wasn't um, glorified. You know, just mm -hmm. a cook. I got a degree. I got an aeronautical degree. Damn. So like it's crazy. So I got my associates in food service management. Then I got became a certified chef de cuisine by the American Culinary Federation. Mm -hmm. And then I got my bachelor's degree in professional aeronautics with doing minor in aviation safety and aviation management. Holy shit. And then I realized my third year I didn't like aviation, you know. Mm. Um, and then I got my master's degree in logistics supply chain management. At the same time, cooking all the time, people are like, yo, you know you're really good with what I, you do. And um, I loved what I did, but... I just seen cooks is always at the bottom of the pole. Mm. You know, I'm like, man, how do how do you level up? Mm. I, I, it was like, 
you could be what you could see. I, I, I never seen a rich chef, a rich cook. I see one right now. Right. <laughs> so I never, I never seen that to live the lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And then I, I started looking at like, yo, the, the most, and then like, you know, I want to be a private chef, a celebrity chef. I'm like, man, I'm a butler, man. I'm cleaning, mm -hmm. I'm cleaning the kitchen. I'm wiping the stove. I ain't want to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm smiling for somebody where I want to smile. Yeah. You know what I mean? Trying to get bookings. And it was just crazy. And then, um, and then I, I was like, okay, what's the highest chef you know you could come, come with? You know, working in Vegas at these highest restaurants, you work eight hours a week, you might make one hundred fifty to two hundred thousand a year. Mm -hmm. I'm like, man, that's peak right there. Yeah. Unless you become celebrity status like the Gordon Ramsays, that I can never actually meet or I can I can't see them to be my role model. Yeah. Because I got to see you to be my role model to get to that level. But um, when I found out about um, you know, that was always it. Now I was doing catering jobs and it's cool because I'm doing like ten thousand a month. 20,000 in the high month. Mm. I'm like, man, that's cool, but I ain't had, you know, life was crazy. But then sometimes I go to $5,000 a month, and that was on my start. And then I found out about um, getting some generated, some guaranteed sales okay. was the, was defense contracting. And um, you did this when you, when you, when you left the military. Well, I left the military, but okay. you know, I was doing culinary stuff and they pushed me to be a chef. And being a chef, I just did, I'm like, you know, this is the only thing I'm good at is cooking. Yeah. Okay. And I'm like, this is the only thing I'm good at. And this is my life. How can I be better at it? Mm. You know, just frustrated trying to find my niche and try to be like, man, how can I be like fucking? I see people million dollar houses. How do I get there? Right. You know, selling sauces or cooking for people. Like, okay, but um, it took me some years, and I found out about defense contracting. I'm like, hold up, you gotta pay me a million dollars to do what I did in the military? Because mm. you know these base galleys, they got civilians that work in them. Okay. And um. And they, the military subs it to um, a civilian contractor, and they say, "Hey, I need you to supply the food and supply the people, mm. and you know, cook, you know, just doing fucking regular cafeteria food." So you you supply the food to military personnel. Yeah, right now, um, I, ha I have some VA hospitals. I'm over. I have cafeterias and VA hospitals. Oh shit! And I also feed um, the detainees across the border. Okay. The people that cross the border when they get um, detained, I'm the one who feed them. Mm. Right, so I have a spot in Campo. I got one over, um, about an hour and a half from here in Campo, um, California. I got another one in Tucson, Arizona. I'm doing about 500 people a day. Damn. And then um, I got a location. It's been a five-year contract. I got a location in um, in Alaska where I'm um, I'm feeding the, v the VA three meals a day in Alaska. In Alaska, mm. I got another one in Indiana, three meals a day. I got another one um, in what's it? Indiana, Detroit. Yeah. I got one in Detroit. Hey, you lost count. Look at him. <laughs> in Detroit. And um, I have one in Atlanta mm -hmm. where I feed these guys. And I also have one in San Diego, the VA facility here. Damn. So it was off cafeterias. And um, that's why I used to be crazy when um, people like, you know, I had my chef's SD. And they'd be like, you don't care about it. You're not here. I'm like, dude, I'm like seven places right now. Yeah. You see me. Right. You know I mean? I'm the guy who just want to come and hang out at the place that I own. Right. But, you know, that's. You know, it's 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 bigger. You gotta it's bigger than that. Mm. So I remember watching one of your videos, and you were talking about the business aspect of uh of what you do. You know, what I mean, you were saying like that defense contract that you have that mm -hmm. that give you kind of like stability. Then mm -hmm. you can kind of grow on top of that. Talk yeah. to me more about that. So you you always want to um, no matter what it is, like I'm gonna start doing janitorial. If you have a dream, you wanna be a rapper, you wanna be an artist. I mean, you wanna be a painter, whatever it is, you gotta find that guaranteed bag. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like I use the skills at the military and just, you know, twenty years of experience of just of cooking and mass production. I'm like, okay, cool. 
It's not ain't nothing glorified by making um you know grits and eggs, mm-hmm. but it's paying the bills. One hundred percent. So it's paying the bills, and I can now. All right, cool. I got that machine going on its own. Now that machine is going. It have an executive officer. It have a chief um uh, chief operation officer. It has all these people in place, and has all these employees, and it works. Now. I can be a CEO, tap in a couple times a week, mm-hmm. but I can build another business over here of what I want to do. Like, I, lo- I want to be a part of the music business. I got a record label. I say, okay, how can I push the music business and get that to another level? Mm. You know what I mean? So mm. it's, that's where we're at with it. Let's go. Um, the one thing with me, like, I noticed a lot of creative people who want to do things, they, they lack in the business aspect of it. How'd you learn business, though? Um, how'd you get all this knowledge? How'd you, how'd you acquire all this knowledge in business? You know, really jumping in the fire. I mm. really jumped in the fire mm. and um, not having nothing. You know, people not believing what you want to do and just like jumping in it. And other people see, other people, close friends around me seeing I can do it. Like me not having no gas money, me not being able to get diapers for my son and me like being able to like keep pushing. And other people can see like, yo, I see you. At, I see you're there. You're, you're onto something. So it's the people who love me. And there's people who I never know, like I can never do them wrong. I always have them by my side because they pushed into me. They believed in me. And then I also also grasped on the people who's already doing it. You know, I had to put the suit on every day. I had to smile, do the fake smile, go to go, go to go to you know go to these networking events, and I had to talk to people who's already doing what I was doing. Yeah, I'm like, okay, cool, man. You do 15 million a year. Yeah. you do 20 million a year. And I remember I thought that was a lot of money. Mm. You know, guys said, man, I do a million dollars a year. I do five million a year. I thought that was a lot of money. Mm. And then, um. You start thinking. Then you say, what's considered a small business? So in the state of California, a small business is anybody who makes between $1 or $18 million a year. Yeah. For three years. Yeah. For an average of three years. Consecutive. So I'm like, hold up. The guy who's making a dollar a year and the guy who's making $17.5 million a year is considered a small, same category. Yep. And then we go federal, it's $34 million a year average over three years. Mm. So I'm like, damn, that's the small guys. So there's a lot of people out there making millions of dollars that I just could never see it because people around me wasn't doing it. Right. So now I go to these networking events and these people around me, he makes 20 million a year, he makes two million a year, mm-hmm. I met somebody who makes 80 million a year, and you know I'm just around them. So I'm using my time drinking cocktails and hanging out with these guys and putting suits on every day because I just want to guess with the knowledge. Mm-hmm. I'm flying to the co- conferences and you know getting things done. So I'm like, okay, and while I'm in the dirt in the fire doing it, I'm also like. You're my mentor, but you don't know it. Mm. I'm buying you cocktails. I'm going out to eat, drink, eat with you, and drink with you. But I'm picking your brain. Let's you don't go. know you're my mentor. Yeah, because you you don't got time to. I don't have time to mentor anybody. But you're my mentor. You don't even know it. Free so, knowledge. You know what I mean? So I'm over there. I might buy dinner. I mean, I might do a few things. I might fake the fuck. I might not. I might have to wear the same suit suit a couple times in a row. Mm-hmm. But it's it's the suit you got to put on. Now, like right now, I don't put suits on anymore unless I really have to. Mm. But like. People know who I am. I, I became to that person now. Like you know, what? Well, before I walk in the room, people already know who I am. Yeah. So I don't have to not want to be who. Like some people are still in that room of putting suits on and, and the high rises don't come down to touch the people. Yeah. I'm out here. I'm touching the people because like, look, I'm still this. I'm still that. Yeah. I already went through the. I already played the game already. Yeah. Now I got a different suit on. I'm more comfortable. I could go in different rooms and I'm cool. Let's go. Hey man, I want to know how'd your life change when you touched that first meal. Cause I'm not there yet, you know what I'm saying. I'm trying to get there. I acquired acquire some money throughout time, but I never met a million dollars a year. How did that life change when you touched that touched that first million dollars? Where did it go? 
damn, it went quick. No, it's like, and then it, because when you built about doing a million dollars, man, like 400, that's probably payroll. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then you, I don't know because I feel like I'm struggling every week. How are people paying paycheck to paycheck? I'm paying payroll to payroll. I'm paying taxes. Oh, shit. Uncle Sam said I owed him $200,000. This, it's like, I'm still chasing. I'm still running and still trying to figure it out. So you don't have, have time to enjoy it. Damn. You know what I mean? And he's like, you're just trying to hustle. And then, you know, you lose it here. And then, like, you got to think about it. Cash flow is rough because, like, you might have an invoice due. I, um, so payday will be due on the first, right? Mm-hmm. But that invoice ain't getting to, to the third. Yeah. People don't care that you're not getting paid for the service. Like, I'm getting paid for the services to pay you yep. on the third, but payday for you is on the first. <laughs> and you don't care. These people are like, I don't care yep. if it's not going to come on the third. Yep. So now I got to figure it out. And now people are blast you, you're the bad guy, you're this, you're that. I'm like, geez, you scratch your head. Can you try to just figure out, all right. Then you start paying lawyers and attorneys, like, how do I put this together mm-hmm. and make it work? Yeah. You know what I mean? And then I got to learn how to be a lawyer. Mm. I gotta learn how to be a CPA, accountant. I marketing. gotta learn all these things. I gotta learn marketing. Yep. I'm like, damn, I, I'm like, I gotta, I gotta learn how to do accounting. I gotta learn how to do this because I gotta hire the right person. Because one time I had a, a accountant person that did my taxes and he didn't do it right. And the IRS levied me for like $180,000. And I even had the money to do it. Like, they're just like, yo, no more money. I'm like, and that payday was due. Like, you know, all these things. And I, yo, I'm like, yo, man, I paid my guy. He said, well, you're responsible for who you pay to do the job right. Yeah. I don't care. So all these people, when you put yourself in the hot seat as a CEO, some people they don't care if you f up. Nope. You know, like I like you don't care. Like I'm gonna give you an example. Like um, I just got this thing in the mail, like this some discriminatory thing. Like you know, another lawsuit. I get law, and I, I would address that room. People are like, yo, he got mad law. Yeah, I got a lot of lawsuits. You name me one millionaire who don't have a lawsuit. I get sued all the time. Bro, they said they said most businesses that ninety percent of the businesses get a lawsuit. I just got my first lawsuit. <laughs> $250,000. Yeah, it's real. What the fuck, bro? <laughs> it's real. I didn't even do nothing. Oh, like, you man. get your. It's like people try to find you to, to sue you, bro. Yeah. It's crazy. Yo, I got. I just got this thing in the mail about discrimination. Uh, I guess. I don't care. I'll talk about it. I guess in 2022, somebody's waiting in line to go to Chef's, and he is a guy dressed as a girl. And he said the security gave him a hard time. And they said when, when he went inside, he tried to order some wings, and they said the kitchen was closed. They said they closed the kitchen because he was dressed as a girl. So that's he sued me. That's crazy, man. And I'm talking about like in June 220, I'm like, yo, but that's a, and of course I probably win, but it's like you taking time out of my day. I got to get lawyers and all this stuff, and it's like, geez. But you know, it's things like it, it be coming for you from every angle. And people Bro. are like, well, I don't care. You should have known. It's, it's on you. People don't understand the struggle, man. <laughs> they don't get it. But you know what? It's it's what come with it, man. Because you know what, man? Mm-hmm. I go to sleep when I'm tired. I wake up when I'm not. Yes, sir. But I feel like you also got to be built for this, man. Everybody wants to be an entrepreneur, but I don't think they really understand the gravity of it. You know what I mean? Like the, yeah. uh, the shit that well, they, the shit I do with every day. Like I have no life. Yeah, I'm yeah. Gr- always no, grinding. Why well, I always tell people like, oh, I'm a business. I'm like, no. Sometimes being a number two person is great. Yes, like, sir. The person who runs the business for the, o- the owner. Be that person because you're probably making more money than the owner. Yes, sir. Right. So you you know you, I got yeah. you know I got people on higher payrolls and they make good money. Yeah. And there's probably times I don't really have it like that, but that number two ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And now the biggest thing is a lot of people don't know there's a difference between an entrepreneur and a small business owner. Yes, sir. 
people be like, I'm an entrepreneur. It's like, no, you're a small business owner. There's right. nothing wrong with that. Right. If, 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 if you have a landscaping business and you work your landscaping business, you're a small business owner, right? Because in the next five years, you'll probably still be doing the same thing with small increments of growth. Right. The entrepreneur is a person who's going to get a landscaping team, figure it out, figure out the, all the, 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 the um, how to scale it and make it grow. Yes, sir. And he can sell that business because he's not the business. And then he can take that same mentality of a landscaping business and go open a paint shop too and do painting yeah. and open a barbershop. And he's going to take his last and risk it and what he believes in. I can't teach you how to take your last and risk it. Facts. Facts. So I can't teach anybody entrepreneurship because it's just like going to casinos. Like, I'm going to put all on red. I'm going to put everything on red. Let's go. Can you teach that? Let's go. It got to be in you. Yes, sir. <laughs> hey, you read about that? You read about that one in 10%. Uh, let's talk about Chef SD. So what was the uh, your game plan when you opened Chef SD? Man, it was crazy. So when I opened up Chef SD, it was just weird. Like, um, I got a big contract for the borders, feeding the borders, feeding people at the border. Mm-hmm. And um, and at, during the time of pandemic, there was no, I needed a commercial kitchen just to make, make food, make burritos in. Mm-hmm. During the pandemic, everybody was doing a damn online ordering food, so there was no kitchen that I could do it with. Mm-hmm. So um, I remember um, I was using my boy Flux Kitchen and F6 Jamie, and then, then I was using the morning after kitchen. And I'm like, you know, I'm using the kitchen all the time, and I'm like, man, what you gonna do with this anyway? Then it was like, yo, you probably gonna let it go. I'm like, damn, I need this kitchen. Like, it's a good kitchen, because I'm doing like, I'm doing like, damn near 100K a week. Yeah. Right? So I'm like, I'm spitting money out. Let's go. Like, when people talk about it, they think I'm getting PP. People are like, no, nigga. I'm, I'm like, no, I'm really making illegal money, and it should just feel like drug money. You know what I mean? So I'm like, yo, this shit is going crazy. So I was like, I need to get, um, how can I, let me just acquire this lease. Yeah. I'm like, damn, what got, it got a liquor license already. So yo, check this out. I remember when I was a chef, I used to want to pay somebody to cook in a public area, like mm-hmm. downtown. It got a liquor license already. So yo, you know what? Check this out, what we gonna do? I'm gonna use the kitchen for my burritos and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And the front, I just open it. At nighttime, I'm just gonna serve some wings and fries, just something simple, like wings and fries. And I'll let another chef, I'll book him like an artist and let the other chef just go ahead and, you know, I'm gonna promote them like an artist. Mm. So I'm like, let me get chefs on, put them on, promote them as an artist. And now I won't have to worry about the, the kitchen. Mm. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah, I was trying that out. I said, like, let me just try that out. Mm-hmm. And, and then I remember I had when I first did the grand opening, um, I had to deal with a, a booking with DJ Envy at Flux. I remember that. And I put the Flux at DJ Envy thing, and now Flux like last minute after I did all the booking for it, they wanted to cancel because they had somebody else like too short. They had somebody else. Yeah. And it was like, nah, we 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 got to move it. And the relationship with the Breakfast Club is like, I kind of need that to keep it going because it's gonna mess mm. the relationship up. So I'm like, all right, shit, well, I'm gonna open my spot super early. I opened it within like a week and a half, two weeks. And I was like, oh, fuck it, we're gonna do a pre, uh, you know, soft opening here with DJ Envy. And I did that. And because of the first impression, now everybody loved the vibe. And I had no idea it was gonna be a, like a packed out place. I really thought Chef's gonna be a cool place. I go get a drink, I got a place, I go get a bar. Mm. Everybody said, it's like, yo, that place would never pop because it's just a corner that would never pop. But I don't know, like the way I branded it, the way I marketed it. I just created a place that I like being at. I like places that got hookah food, girls twerking when they're eating. And, <laughs> and then I was like, yo, and now we got different food every time, so different chefs get the marketing stuff. And it was cool. Yeah, it was dope. You know what I mean? So It was super dope because um, I remember, like, you know, 
you know, watching your page and you know, I, I learned about chefs in San Diego, like uh, Chef Matt, uh, what's his name? Yeah, uh, Mike. Chef Mike. Yeah. That's how I discovered him because I've seen him at, at your, your spot, yeah, man. Yeah, and yeah. I still want to get some of that, uh, that macaroni and cheese. Just let him know, Chef. Mm -hmm. Chef Mike, you know what I mean? I heard you was the best in San Diego, so I want to <laughs> just experience that, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, absolutely. It was a dope it was a dope location for sure. So, what would you think was the downfall? It, is it true that you, you was racially uh, profiled for, at, at Chef SD? You know what? For now, like the like the police and everything. I don't know. Like you know what? I don't like to throw race in this sometimes. You know. Okay. But that's just my perspective. You know what I mean? So I don't never really know what's racial, because um, you know, being down there, I learned a lot. I learned um, first of all, I never said I want to open a place. I want these type of people to be here. I I created an environment. I built the field. Whoever came to the field, come. Mm. You build a basketball court, and somebody go play basketball. Right. Right. I build a place that I like doing, and people that's like me. Like going there, well, and then guess what? I'm from the hood, mm. and you know, you had a thing. I'm like, well, I am from the hood, and I grew up like this, and this, this is who I am. Mm. And older people that people that have same things, you know, rate like me, they just came too, and it's cool. Um, but the hard part was when I when I first started. I remember um, the cops were they, um, the cops were telling my employees like, hey, we know that guy's a scammer. He's a drug dealer. Damn. And um, you, you know, yeah, me. And you know, we know that he, when the feds come, everybody's gonna get 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 down, and you're gonna be a part of it. Wow! This is the cops telling two or three my, you know, I'm like, you he told you that? It's like, yes. And I'm like, damn. So, and it was a black guy too. Damn. And I'm like, yo, this is crazy. But um, but it's kind of hard because you know, you see a guy, you see a black dude iced out and a bet, drop top Bentley. Right. You're like, you can't imagine this person really made it legally mm. in our community. Even the black folks like, nah. I had people that got close to me could have like. They probably the plug, mm. but no, I'm really clean money. I have tax returns. I'm like, I'm really, a, I'm really a square. <laughs> you know what I mean, I'm really clean. So, mm. it, it, so it's crazy. So now you got to think about it. Perceptions come real. So you know, you got this guy. He's walking around like a, you know, so and so, and he got these gang members around him. So they, you thinking I'm ghost? Mm. You're like, yo, this guy is doing something, and we can't find it. Mm. How do we, you know, how we figure it out? So I believe it may. Be, I don't know if that's racial because he's a, a black guy was stereotype me. A lot of time, own black people will stereotype each other. Yeah, you yeah. Know what I mean, yeah. even when people say, "Oh, chefs was ghetto," or they say Phantom was ghetto, right? So I tell, I ask people like, "Man, what's the difference between Phantom and El Chacon?" Mm. Right? Yeah. And I'm like, it's just the it's the type of it's, the people are different. They, it's the same environment, just the color because both places probably fight. Both places get turned up right. in different ways. Alcohol is the problem. Mm. Alcohol is the problem. They used to, they run to somebody you had a problem back in the day, or and somebody stepped on your toe. Somebody talked to your girl, and you're drunk, and now you feel like you know you're Hercules. Yeah, yeah. But so I don't really think it is weird. But in my place, I really think that's what it is. That people think I was the ghost that couldn't get caught. So you think because I you know just to give you some feedback, some negative stuff mm -hmm. that I seen in the community, they were saying like there was a lot of violence at chefs. Like a lot of you know uh, mm -hmm. outside and inside, you know what I mean. So that's one of the the key reasons why they shut you down. All right. First of all, you can't shut me down. Let's go. All right. Big chef. All right. Um, you, Big you chef. Can't, you, you can't shut a person down. People think like, oh, I closed the place down. Nobody can come to your house and say I'm shutting your house down. Yeah. You no. Know, it's I have a lease. I have a business, 
and I was getting messed with a lot, I decided to close my lease. And and I still have my liquor license. I just signed escrow paperwork to close my liquor sell my liquor license a couple of days ago. Oh shit. Okay. I never got it taken away. They they threatened to revoke it. I just got tired of like, hey, they say we're gonna take you to court, revoke your liquor license because we don't like this. They get letters that I have prostitution going on, this and that. I'm like, man, they they just say, Hey, let's work a deal on to revoke your liquor license. Hmm. I say, you know what, man, I'm tired. So, you know, I, I can't keep you guys and you know, cops parade resting out there all the time, put the lights on there. And then plus, like, the business wasn't doing good financially either. I was like, you know what? I'm tired. I'm just going to close it. Mm. Right? But nobody shut me down. Let's you can't, go. like, people, I hate when people say, you yeah, they shut, no, you can't shut somebody down. How can you legally, you think the mayor said, hey, go ahead and make sure his business is closed and shut the LLC down. Mm. You know, it doesn't work like that. I, I did a deal with the landlord. I told the landlord, I said, yo, I want to get my lease. Um, I'm going to sell my liquor license for 120000 and I'm going to give the $120,000 to you. Let's so go. So you can have it, so get me out of the lease. Mm. And it worked out, and it worked out cool. So, you know, everything is, and then everything is gone. But then, like, when people say if there's a lot of fights and drama, like, where are there not fights downtown? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm asking because, you know, even when I go to places like Park, I love it, but, like, I'm on stage with artists, and I, I'm like, man, I see a fight just happen. Everybody's party, nobody's there. Security comes, they break it, they go. Mm. Another fight just happened over there. Psh, they, they calm it down. So like, it was different. So my place being small, everybody sees the fight that's happening right there. Mm. But I see in the bigger clubs, there's like little pockets of fights happening. Absolutely. And then it gets, it gets calm, then it goes. My place, you know, you got 50 to 100 people in there. There's a fight happening. Everybody turns the lights on. Oh, hold up. And you know, it's, oh, there's a fight. Mm-hmm. But it's like, and where is there not a fight? Fights happening downtown. That's everywhere. Bar. That's everywhere. So, so you you can say yeah, violence. It's, it's the alcohol. Yeah, one hundred percent, ten percent. Yeah. Um. Another thing, like I'm just, you know, talking yeah. about it. You know, just getting everything out in the air. People are saying also, like, you know, they see you. You know, you're really flashing everything like that, but you don't pay your employees as well. That's one of the other things that's circling yeah, yeah, around yeah. as well. So, can Look, you can oh, you I address could, that? I could definitely address that. So, um. Why do you get an LLC? To protect yourself? I to protect, separate yourself separate from, the from the business. Right? You, is this only entity? Separate yourself from the business, right? Right. So um, there was a time, right? So it's, it's rough. So I have three multiple businesses, right? Mm-hmm. So now you have, I got business one, business two, and business three. Yeah. So business one and two is doing good, and business three is fucking is sinking right. bad. Right, right, So rule I was doing wrong taking money from business one and two to help the sink. And it keeps on sinking. Mm-hmm. So now it's sinking and I know what the problem is. You know, in- internal thief, internal right. theft, oh, wow. right? Yeah. yeah. So now you have internal theft where it's like, all right, um, you, you buy all these products and you have to make money, to, so you have to sell these products to make money to pay you. 100%. But now I got all my friends coming in, I'm gonna give them free drinks and say, hey, you give me a tip. Mm. I'm gonna sell the wings through the back door. You give me a tip, and now the product is gone and money's not there, and they're like, "Well, hey, I'm gonna get paid on time, right?" Yeah. So now it, it, it's just so many money flowing through in a bad area, and it, it's kind of management. I brought so many people in there to try to help, you know, the management because it was so good and so many things coming in, but it just wasn't adding up. Right. And right. then you know, sometimes I bring somebody in there to check it out. And then we, we always find stuff, and be like, "Well, I gotta get my money." So now, what do you do when I'm like, "Okay, I could." I remember I had a conversation with everybody because I'm taking for business one and two. Right. Business one and two. You know how they they looking at me? Oh, we can't get no raises. 
and things and that are, we're tight on product because you want to worry about your you want to worry about your fancy business over here. So mm. I'm getting looked at bad from business one and two because they're feeling me like you know, and it's in seven locations. Mm. You know, they find out like, oh, all he worried about is looking cool for this business over here in San Diego, mm. and now we got to get tightened up on products. So now we're all affected because you want to be a fly guy. Now, if I, when I start to pay over here, business three, they're like, oh, you're doing good over here, but what about us? That's completely right? separate. It's, it's separate, yeah. but you're separate. So now, um, when things are, are tough, right? You know mm -hmm. what I did? I had, it was discipline. I made a decision. I said, hey, man, check this out. The numbers ain't right. Everything's effed up because sometimes you steal a product, and sometimes you don't think it's stealing. You go in the, in the fridge and get a Red Bull, that's stealing. That's stealing. Because I have to pay for that product, and that product will develop money. Yes, sir. Now you you go on a, you go you on the clock and you going home and chilling and come back that's still in time mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. you give your friend a hookup no you didn't give him a hookup it's, I pay for your shot no you gave him my product that didn't bring money in free that's money being gone yes, so sir. it's money management so now if the money management cash flow is off wrong I I say hey guys look I can make one or two decisions I can close this place down right now mm -hmm. or you guys might get paid late sometimes but you always gonna get paid yeah right. Who's going to be here, ride with it, or or, or don't ride? Right. So I gave the conversation like two or three times. I like, hey, look, because it was sinking everything else. Right, right. And I'm realizing as the CEO, I'm being bad because business one and two that's been doing great all these years, I remember I put $100,000 into chess one month, and it should vanish. I'm like, damn, Ooh. I took hundred k, But you know what that? But when I influenced the money, we have a place with bad management. Yeah. So, I would blame myself because I don't have the proper coaches in line. Yeah. So I'm always sometimes I've, I fire a few people, but it's my just like my other businesses, they work good because I have the pr proper coaches right. to play to run the team properly. Yes, sir. So if the coach is not there to run the team properly over here, the team is going to lose. Yeah. So I could and I can't be everywhere one time. I know that, and I'm having a hard time finding a good coach. Yeah. But I'm having the, the D-listers. That's what I heard too. I heard restaurants are very hard. That's like the hardest business to start, bro. It's, it's rough, and I can yeah. see that. And but like people are like, why you don't be here? I can't be there because I'm doing a whole bunch of other things, and I'm trying to develop more money. Right. So now it's times where I, I'm I'm down to no money, but nobody know that. You can say I'm flashy stuff, but shit, ain't nobody know what I had to pawn my jewelry to make sure I, I pay you guys, right? That's, that's but not. you don't know that. Ooh. You don't know I pay my mortgage. So I make sure it was good. I'm not gonna say it. You know what I mean? Like, and then the employee makes like, you don't say thank you for the work. No, I ain't say thank you for paying you when the money ain't come in, right? That's what you're supposed to do. But I'm gonna have chin up, chest out all the time. Let's go. I might be effed up, but chin up, chest out. Cash flows off, but guess what? I still got a mean over here. Cause I'm trying to make some money. Yeah. So I can't stop the money making because you guys are messing up. But if I tell you, you know, how, how would you feel if your boss says, "Hey, man, things are rough." Cause I'm always gonna have the money to pay you, right? But I, I have to have discipline. I'm like, you know what? Are you are you are you gonna stay here? You might get paid late a couple of times, mm -hmm. but you're gonna get paid anyway. Yeah, it's on you. Do you want to stay or do you want to go? And yeah. if you stay, then that's you. Maybe I don't know. That's that could be a bit bad business model, but that's the choice I had to make. Yeah, because I or it had to just get closed mm. because the flow the flow of money wasn't coming in properly. Right, right, right. So, you know, a lot of people look at that as failure, but, you know, in our world, that's not failure. That's kind of like you learn from these situations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So what did you learn from that situation? You know what I learned? I never knew there was a thing called, um, um, I never knew there was companies that could watch over your employees. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Loss management. Wow. 
the whole time I was trying to figure out the anti. I'm like, oh, that's what it is. Mm. There's because if if I had employees watching over and watching them every minute, because they knew no, nobody was like watching them like that. Right, right. So if, if I had somebody watching them every minute, mm-hmm. I think it'll be it'll be different. Now, yeah. Don't get it wrong. I had like some strong employees that was that ride for me. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, man, sometimes the money wasn't there for the, to cash a check, mm-hmm. but it's like you know, but they rolled they rolled out. Yeah, yeah. And now, you know, I'm always appreciative to make sure they're good always. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I could all I could do is be transparent. Mm-hmm. 100%. You know, it's crazy because, you know, even, you know, in my life, you know, that's where I learned the most through the adversities. You know, I was on the bottom or when I yeah, struggled. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so it's a lot of shit that you can learn from that situation. You know what I mean? So, man, and plus you, you invest in all your money to something. You want to, you, you got to do your best. And as a boss, because I, I have a couple employees here too, like, Sometimes that you know all your money's gone to the, the whole business and your people, yeah. and you don't see shit. Yo, you broke, bro. I didn't, I didn't make a, I didn't make a profit in here for two years. Yeah, two but, years. But, no, you got look at all you got. You got it. Everything. And it, it's crazy when you're in, sitting in this position and your money is tied up. Yeah. In a lot of other stuff, the taxes. You might get a levy or a lawsuit, yeah. lawyer, and then you got your baby mama trying to grab from you. And you, I'm like, damn. You look at your account. I'm like, shit. I'm like negative. Huh? My account's fucked up, but I'm yeah. not. I can't tell nobody that chin up, chest out yeah. all the time. Yeah, because when you when you start looking defeated, the people around you feel defeated. I'm like, I gotta get another job. This guy, look, he's he's about to, he's almost done. Yeah, and they tap on it. And guess what? They got a, a uniform somewhere else, and they, they left you. Yeah, you know what I mean. But but it's, you it's, <laughs> but you know it's crazy. Like you know when you you go through so much. So when you do acquire some some type of you know financial stability or some shit like you got it's like dude you earn that shit you know what i'm saying oh like, yeah you earn it oh, so yeah. you're gonna want to floss it because damn bro I, i've been to the bottom you know what i mean i earned every penny that i got you know what i'm saying yeah, it's, it's 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 rough it's like floss just like it's, it's getting things what i like because the things i like is cheap to other people yeah you know what i mean it's yeah. like people say i got money like now nah, i'm broke in, in other lights other people you know what i mean yeah, yeah. and um and the hardest part i think when when you sit in this position is when you really don't have it yeah Nobody believes you. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But it's cool because on a, on a verse, when you, when you need it, somebody will come through. It's like I know you good because you're in a position that always bounce back. You know what I mean. But sometimes, man, you know, like think about it. I remember um, when I was at Chess, right? Um, my payroll every month between all my businesses were two hundred thirty thousand a month. Yeesh. Right. God. So that's between all my businesses. So I'm paying two hundred thirty thousand a month. Let me be ten thousand dollars short. Jeez. And he don't pay his workers. He don't do this. You know what I mean? Like, cold blood. It, it, it's rough. That's rough, bro. I but, know. But you don't. But you. But you don't see that. You're yeah. like, oh, he ain't paying his work. I'm. This is two hundred thirty thousand. I'm ten thousand short. I still got to get material supplies, Bob. You know, just I'm about. I always made it work. Yeah. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. the shit about it is, I can never show defeat. Yeah. I'm never going to show defeat. And that's how I keep on rising. And you know what's funny? My workers, like, sometimes they make more than me. <laughs> you know, I run, I do it's everything. A, no, it's a you fact. Know what I mean? That's like, why I tell people, you so quick to be in a business owner, man. Being a number two is not bad. Yeah. It's not it's not bad to be a number two. Yeah, 110 percent Hey, respect though, man. Respect. Keep on pushing, keep on doing your thing, though. You know what I'm saying? I see it. Um, so now you're doing some big things for the city. Um, before we can get to that, what do you think about this the the music scene in San Diego? How do you feel about the music scene? Man, in the city, um, I'm gonna be honest. I've worked with people in San Diego, and like, man, talented. The biggest thing is, man, there's people that think they made it already. Mm. There's people who think they like when when I'm a big artist. Big artists are still trying to like. I'm a Bryson Tiller's like, yo, play my new music. Try to get my new music played. Bryson Tiller, man. You know what I mean, he's that chef's like, yo, come on, throw my new. 
Pleasure P, like, yo, throw my, they still trying to like promote and put themselves out there. Mm. But there'd be people in San Diego like, yo, the city knows me, so I'm good. No, man, go hustle, let's go, let's go work, 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 work. Try to, you know, and then like, man, I need a bag to do this. If somebody's giving you opportunity, man, take the opportunity and just, you know, and, and, and push. Sometimes I mean, ain't no money right now. You know what I mean? Let, let somebody put all the money, like, I'm about to go give somebody a deal and he wanted me to give him a big bag. But how about I take that bag and put it into your marketing and promotion and stuff like that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, and the connections to get it right. You know what I mean? And, and I'm not going to lie. In this music industry, like, I, I really think it should be a hobby. Mm. It, you should get a job. You, 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 need, you still need to make money. Yeah. Right? If it's a job or is it engineering, you want to stay in the music industry, get a studio, engineer it. Do graphic design work, do art, because there's no, it's not a lot of money in this. Right. But you know what I mean? You gotta, it's cool, but it's like playing lotto. But then like, when you make it, you know what I mean? You be all right. Yeah. But you gotta you gotta stay hungry. You know what I mean? That's why I say I stay hungry, not humble. Yeah. You know what I mean? You stay humble, don't get you nowhere. Being humble is like, I when I first started wash, cooking, I was washing dishes, I was picking a place up, I was doing these things. But that's not for me to stay there. That's mm. my humble stage. Yes, sir. But I gotta be hungry to the next level. Like, keep going, keep going, keep going. So... That's my biggest thing. The, the, the talent is marketed so dope, but like I wish I could just take somebody who's like, who's already had a, the numbers and who's already popping, who's not asking for a lot, and just like, yo, just help me grow. Mm. Now, I mean, because people with platforms already, there's people who can have those conversations that you could take to a label and mm. get a bag from them. Mm. But a lot of me take you, take you some places, roll with me, and I can take you to that level. But you feel you made it already, so it's kind of hard. Right. You can't teach them now. You can't help them because they think they already they're yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> So you got a big event coming up, man. Huge Chef Fest. Uh, Chef Fest. So let's talk about the Chef Fest. Man, what do you want to know about it? I want, number one, I want to know like the lineup. So who do you got? Who, who do you have lined up right now? And what's your uh, what's the overall vision for Chef Fest? Because before we had a Dago Fest, you know what I mean. And uh, it seems like uh, you have a, like a different, you know, uh, business model or outline for this one. Well, the the Dago Fest it was cool, like. You know, Shake I was gonna have my son there, but I don't think that was a festival. It was more of a show. Right. If you if you know if you look at it, I had to look at the definition of what's a festival. A festival is an activity celebrating something and you know, food and all that stuff. It's a it's, it's a celebration of something. Mm. You know, that's a festival. You know, they have all these things that you know, I want to do my research and they've had um the winter jams and you know, the Dago Fest was it wasn't a festival, it was in a, a concert hall with a bunch of artists performing, right. which is a, a good concert show. Mm. And you know, it, however it, it didn't work out as well, but I'm 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 celebrating the the the, the dopeness of culinary arts of food. Right. Like like who doesn't like great food? Like when people go somewhere, you want to eat the good food. Mm -hmm. so I'm like, yeah. Let me let me highlight the chefs and, and and get some dope vendors. You know what I mean? And then let me have like let me have a whole lot. Let me use my resources and bring people up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the, everybody who I'm bringing have radio songs mm -hmm. or popping. So it's like let me like not have a festival where you don't know anybody on the list. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, let me make this phone calls. And when I did it, you know, nobody really believed I was doing it. Nobody was like, ah, but this shit's happening. People said, who ain't had no permits? How we got no permits? This is a venue. Mm. You just rent a venue out and get a liquor license for a day. It's like, it's not hard. Yeah, right. The hard, hard part is to make connections and the money. Right. So, um, like, <clears throat> we got like 15 food vendors. We got um, STK just came on as a sponsor, too. Jeez. So, STK going to be doing a VIP room. We got some liquor sponsors. Um, <clears throat> so most of the people on this is my my friends, you know. Right. 
So, you know, of course, I got G-Rax going to, you know, pull up. Shout out to G-Rax. You know, G-Rax is going to, you know, his first festival. Proud of him, dude. Lil' Kayla, I never met her before, you know, fan of Vegan. They put me on, say, yo, go ahead. So I'm like, I'm going to put her on. Lil' Mauro, never met him before, but I know he has a big impact in the city, big following. Huge. So I'm like, you know, if I want to put anybody in a flyer, sorry, like, there's a lot of people, but I'm doing it for a business aspect. I want to know who could I put on there? And say, hey, I'm going to not do anything today because I want to see this person. Mm. I'm going to drive to San Diego because I want to see this person. So everybody, I had to be strategic. I'm like, okay, do you have monthly listeners? Do you have a fan base? Right. Are you, are you watered out by going to the mom and pop shops every week? You know what I mean? So I'm like, you know, there's some people I have on there. There's people from Riverside who want to see them. Let's go. Even from LA who want to see them. So now, if I bring 5,000 people in the city, you know it's going to benefit? Yeah. 5,000 people come to the city spending money, the hotels, the rental cars, Let's go. the clubs, the bars, the prostitution, <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> everything. You know what I mean? So it's like the economy. The economy is getting boosted. Like, Let's go. And then I'm going to take that money. I'm going to do a block party for the hood. Yeah. Like, how, like you know what I mean? So, you know, now, I, of course, I, the Siete boy, you know, Siete Gang, yeah, I mean, keep, they always came through for me. I always had love for them because back Siete Gang, they always been like, if I make a phone call, it's to pull up to my son's birthday, pull up, do a song. No, nope. they, they always pulled up. They good so people. I'm gonna have them on that roster. You know what I mean? Hell yeah, they good people. And then of course, um, John Mack, I never met him, but he reached out, you know, and um, I, I put him on there. Haiti Baby has been my homie for a long time, so he go do. He might bring a big surprise guest with him. You know what I mean? That's dope. So Haiti Baby's gonna be. He's big on there. Um, Siete Seven making some some noise out there. In Absolutely. LA. You know Siete Seven. That's my bro right there. Lil Veda, you know, he'd be killing that, you know. Yeah. He'd be killing scenes with the TikToks and stuff like that. Lil Veda turned up in the chest a couple of times. Wale the Sensei, man, people be loving him. Yeah. So Wale the Sensei gonna come through. He got a nice right? following. Of course, you're gonna have your boy Mitchie Slick. Yeah. You know? The legend. Man. The goat. Like, the goat. You, had to, you gotta put Mitchie on there. Yeah. I remember my, um, um, when I first did it, like he was on the list. And my, my LA, my, my LA folks, they were like, um, Chef, what you, how are you on Mitchie on there? And Gotta have Mitchie. No, but this is people from LA, artists from LA. Yeah. It's like, Chef, like, you know, you, you mentioned Mitchie Slick. I'm yeah. Like, I'm like, yo, my bad. You know what I mean? Because I know we spoke about it, like, my bad. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, we need this happen. You know that's, what I mean? That's big dog there. So, because at first, I did, I only wanted a couple artists, but it just kept growing. It's like, yeah. you have to put him. You have to. I'm like, jeez. Yeah. So now, um, after Mitchie's, like, you know, I got Kamaya. Kamaya's my homegirl. She always comes through for me. You know, Kamaya and um, Tyler Yahweh, he's, you know, he's mm -hmm. in the big market doing a lot of big things. Yeah, yeah. You know, so Tyler Yahweh, of course, that's my bro. You know what I mean? Uh, Rob Stone. Shout out to Rob you know Stone. I mean? I, what, four or five times, six times platinum. Huge. You know what I mean? No matter what it is, you can't put no hate on those numbers. Not sir. You know no, I mean? sir. Those numbers is, is great. Yeah. So he gonna come through and bless me, man. Then, of course, I had to tear it up with some, some reggae, man, Serrani. Yeah. You know, Serrani, you know, you got some, you know, Serrani, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. Love you, girl. Do you feel the same? <laughs> hey. I don't want to play. <laughs> so, you know, I had to put my coach in, you know what I mean? For the reggae, reggae on Afrobeats, folks, he go tear it up. Yeah. And then, you know, I had to slow down with, you know, a nice little pleasure pee, pretty Ricky, you know what I mean? There you go. So, he go, you know, he go keep it nice, nice and cool. He going to bring the girls out, too. You know, that's a classic right there. Yeah. And you know my boy RJ Mr. LA he been going crazy lately. Absolutely. So RJ Mr. LA, he gotta go crazy. Um and then Kayla for real, for real. It's a fan, it's a city favorite. He's huge. Right? He just here. And um, you know, uh, um then my headliner, I didn't even know much about him, but I was trying to um squeeze his headliner in. Yeah. Um I had to do research and be like, how the hell you not know? But Rob 49, yeah. and he's doing big. Like, I'm like, geez. I'm like, how did I miss that? Yeah. But you know, we got a lot of 
So when I was when after I put the flyer out, I'm looking back and forth from like, this is dope, but this is dope for Cali. Yeah. If, if you're not like the military folks is not from Cali, they're mm-hmm. like, hey, I don't know these people. Like, yeah. huh? Like, how do y'all know these people? How you don't know <laughs> RJLA or Kalen for real? There's people who tell you they don't know them because mm-hmm. they're from the East Coast of the South. Mm. But you know you got military people here. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, cool. How can I mess it up a little bit, shake trees a little bit, and do that? That's a dope lineup. Yeah, and um, I um, and I was trying to um come through for the, the 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 super dope host man, fucking. I was trying to have fucking what's name um sexy red. And oh that yeah. Fell through. Yeah, bro. I wanted to, that's going to be the next topic, man, because um, I remember you you announced that last week, last weekend or something, and yeah. it seems like you're very excited about it, but. After after that, it seems like it kind of fell through, and a lot of shit kind of happened after that. Yeah, the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So I get it. I get it. Uh, so kind of just tell me, like, kind of what happened, man. So it seems like you, like, you know, was trying to get sexy red, and and uh, one of the people around her, you kind of sent some money to him, and, and you got scammed out of some money or something like that. So what actually happened behind the scenes with that situation? Man, it's it's crazy. So in this um in this music game. What people don't understand this music game, um, like any big artist you know, you got the Drakes, Jay Z, whatever. Any big artist you know, right? They um, the how do you think people around them get money? They have a team. They have no, a team. No. So look, you got your bro. You came up with. He's around you all the time. Mm-hmm. He wants to make money. He's not a security guard. He wants to make. The only way you go eat is you go get money for him. Yeah. Right, so even even the Drakes, right? Uh, my buddies, they'll get over your after party. Like, yo, okay, cool. He'll the, the people that's close to you is gonna bring. I can, I can eat because I know you, and I'm gonna bring money to you, and I'm right. gonna get a percentage off of that. But that's how the, the world works. So if you have a person in your team, it was like, yo. So he said, hey, I can make it happen. Um, and then he said, you know what? We can't make it happen no more because the date's too close to her. Um, the date's too close to her pregnancy. Um, her pregnancy. I'm like, all right, cool. And then, then she had a baby. She turned on the hospital test. I'm like, man, she's fucking, she ready. And then I got inside <laughs> source too that she just, she just, she just shot the rich baby daddy music video a couple of days after the birth. She ready. So I'm like, yo, she, will she pull up and yo, let me, yo, will she come up and do a host and do one song or something? And I said, all right, let me get back to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you know, because scammers, they, scammers, if they got a bite, they go to grab it quick. Right. But this first they said no, and they came back and said. Uh, and they say, you know, she could do it. I asked them Monday, Wednesday, they said they could do it. They gave me the contract on Friday, and I'm eager. I'm like, yo, I want to give you the deposit so I can hear it and post. So you sign contract everything? Sign contract, all that. Through, right? is it, so question for you. Is it through the guy the, on Instagram that you, you've been going back and forth with? You signed a contract with him? No, he did it how everybody would do it. Mm. He said, hey, this email right here, they're going to email you right now the contract. Right. Her, her actual agency right. is going to email you the contract. So I'm like, okay. Um, so they emailed the contract. And the contract said Mac Agency. I was like, oh, I know them. It's legit. Mm. Mac Agency is a legit, um, you know, yeah. contract. I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm like, yo, um, you know, about to transfer the money. It's a Saturday. So I'm like, yo, I'm in Vegas. I'm like, yo, let's try, try to put in your bank account. So we can go ahead and, um, you know, get this thing going. I don't want to wait some money. I want to go ahead and get these ticket sales going now. Yeah. So I go ahead and um, try to put in an account. And they're saying the numbers were off. And it's like, yo, do you just want to cash app it? I'm like, yo, cool, I, I'll try that. Cash tapped it. And um it ain't um cash app fifteen thousand. And, um, and then yeah. 
And then fifteen racks. Yeah. So then you um so I cashed out the fifteen thousand and now um uh I put the post up, you know, hour hour later, you know, sexy getting the hits and like, yo, who's this? What's up? This this is not you know what I mean? She said that? No, her the real Mac, the real agency. Whoa! I was like, Yo, this is this is false. I sent her the contract. This is that that shit ain't real. Whoa! So you know, I think about it too. It's embarrassing too. Cause I just told everybody she's coming. I gave the money, and I'm like, Yo, this is nuts. Damn, bro. How do you feel, bro? Yeah. So you know, I was like, just like, what do I do? You know, I'm not a, the guy who's gonna go on the street. I'm not fighting that now. I'm not doing none of that stuff. You know what I mean? Mm. You know, I'm just scratching my head. And you know every every person who's promoting there again. He said they went through this. Mm. My buddy said he he lost thirty thousand on a deposit for Glorilla, some fake booking. Um, my boy um, with YG, there was like back in the day, a guy got a fake thing with us, and you know somebody who used to be close is like when people fall out from the crew, mm-hmm. they fucking they get the money. You know? Damn. You know it's crazy. It's like in our in our culture, bro. You know when somebody do that to you, it's like number one. You got two options. You can just eat it. You can eat it and just keep going. But on the back end, you'd be scared that it was, somebody else is going to try you because they, they feel like they can get over on you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or you can go and do some gangster shit, you know what I'm saying, and and put some money on his head or whatever you got to yeah. do, you know what I'm saying, and do that. But, of course, it's going to come back to yeah, you as so well. You know, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, what so do you do in this situation? Nah, man, um, really, man, go through the lawyers, go through the banks, man. You know, But like first thing I do is like, you know what? Um, sexy, she knows about it. Mm. You know, her people reached out like, "Yo, can take it down because she got the song with Drake coming out. We don't want it to get too far." I'm like, "Man, fix it." You know, this is somebody in a circle. You know, somebody give me a call or something. You know, they, you know, they entertain it. And but like, um, I don't know if anything is gonna come from it. But you know, I put a guy on blast. A bunch of blogs start picking it up, and um, you know, we go, we go, we go see what happens. But it might be just a L, really, and um. And maybe that's me being too excited because two, you know, two resourceful people already said, man, she ain't going to do it, right? Because mm-hmm. they said, well, she has a tour date and one of them is going to be in San Diego and then she got the Rosarito. Like, they just tell me it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, me me, me being persistent is like, you didn't ask her. Right, right. You just said it's not going to happen. You didn't say, yo, you know what I mean? I, I need you to tap her on the show. Like, yo, you going to do this? Yes or no? Facts. And I'm like, I wasn't getting that answer. Mm. And me, you know, me being persistent once something happened, you know, that's what it is. Because I have a lot of pressure on me having a festival in San Diego. You know, I, I've got people from high sources saying this is a dead man's land. Why do it here? Mm. You know what I mean? And That's a good question. Though. Why, why'd you do this in San Diego instead of a bigger market like a L.A.? Um, I think I want to prove everybody wrong. Let's go. You know what I mean? So it's like, I really feel I have the... Um, um, the connections and um i have the the you know i have the the support you know I, I get some hate in the city but i have a lot of support you know what i mean i think a lot of people do mess with me and i believe that i have a reach that i could bring people out and um and put money in people's pockets while they're out here so i'm like you know what let's, let's see if it happened if, it, if it's three thousand four thousand a thousand whatever it is it's been done and i've tried it and then what happens when it's successful like nobody becomes Rich because they did something everybody was doing. You sometimes you gotta do something ain't nobody do, and then you become like, oh shit, they yeah. did it. Yeah. And now what happened? Now San Diego is a spot where people never, you know, how people never been to San Diego before. It's gonna come next weekend. Let's go. It's like you know, it's different, and it's um, and I wish that you know the haters would really understand that. Like you know, like 
this is like I don't have to do this here. I have a lot of power and love in different cities, mm -hmm. but I really love San Diego. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. like this is my home. People say, "Where you from?" I'm like San Diego. You know what I mean? I wasn't raised in it like that. I don't know the culture like that, but this is my home. I feel the same way, bro. I, I love this city. I'm not. I'm not from here as well. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And I'm from Georgia, but you know I claim San Diego because I love the city. So yeah. I mean, that's cool that you you know that you're you're willing to invest into the city. Man, you know, just try to put. And people don't understand as well. Like this is gonna bring money to everybody. Yeah, you know I'm what I'm saying? I'm putting all on the line. You know what I'm saying? Like this is this. You know, there's so many things that can happen. Great, and it's it's, it's very nervous. I'm very. I have a lot of anxiety because I'm like, man. Does somebody forget a portal party? Does somebody forget a sign over here? Is everybody gonna be good here over here? Is it gonna be a fight or breakout? Is the stage gonna be up properly? Is the music gonna be up? Is you know, mm -hmm. just like so many things that, you know, I wanna make sure that's good. But then it's like, it's kind of rough cause I kinda branded it myself. So it's like, I can't even put a headphone set and walk around and work because mm -hmm. I'm the brand now. And if somebody was would ask me a stupid question, it's like, hey chef, where do I go to use the bathroom at? You know what I mean? Yeah. Got this whole, I got so many big things going on. I used to hate that when I used to be at um I used to hate that when I used to be at um um at Chef's try to try to be a customer mm. and somebody like, yo, how long before they make my hot wings? I'm like, oh, <laughs> like why don't you, you ask the manager? Ask the ask the, the server. Yeah, you know what I mean? I'm really just trying to relax and yeah. enjoy myself. So, you know, it's kinda of, and then it's something I try to like um I know a lot of people don't have access to a person with my mindset sometimes, you know what I mean? Because I didn't have access to people where, that were doing what I was doing. Sometimes I just want to like sit and just hang with the people mm. and talk with them. You know what I mean? And just like you know, and just be normal. But sometimes you kind of people that feel you owe them something, and they feel like you should be doing something they would do. But man, do do what I did once mm. and then have a conversation with me. You know mm. what I'm saying? Mm. So, so question for you, a personal question: Do they hate? Does it bother you at all? Man, I'm, I'm learning. Some people say it's good. But um, I'm learning how the world works. But it's like what somebody told me is real. Like, you know how hard it is where a, a guy's in their house right now and their girlfriend is talking about me, the what I got going on. Mm. You in a car and you got a bunch of girls. And like, yo, you see what Chef is doing? You going to Chef Fest? You going to Chef's? And that heat just starts. Because sometimes it's self-hate. Because sometimes it's like you don't got your stuff together. So you're upset with yourself because things ain't working out for you. Mm. And you see a guy that's reachable and he's doing it. And you're like, F this guy. He ain't nobody. And they try to figure out every, try to look for every hole I got going on to try to talk about it. But it's weird because the females are attracted to when you're talking about this guy that's bad, they come back and they try to, they try, they want to be with me because, you, you know, some girls, they never knew who I was, but you, you educated them about me. They hear now, about you. Now you want to see, now he, Man, I want to know more about this guy. Mm. So that's interesting. Yeah, but it, it doesn't really bother me as much. Sometimes I smile, but like, man, you speak about me because you want to be my friend. You really want to be my friend. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. So you, a, a man with a lot of wisdom, a lot of uh, experience in business and everything like that, somebody who's really successful. Um, give me some knowledge that you can drop on an up and coming entrepreneur, an up and coming chef who wants to be the next uh, chef, Jeff. Um. You gotta think about um, um, the next person. We want to do is think about securing sales, mm. right? Like uh, I remember I talked to Mark Cuban a while ago. He told me this. I was already doing this. Um, lock in the sale. Don't worry about getting raising money. Lock in sales. You can start a whole business and get a. You would be consistent. So if you're charging fifty dollars a plate for per person when you're doing private dinners, maybe, and but you want to get two at a time. Man, see, how can you go down to 15 a plate 
and doing 100 people for, or, and doing it consistently for six months in a row. Mm. You know what I mean? So you have consistency and you would have, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of businesses over here that don't have time to go to lunch and they just want a lunch catered. Mm-hmm. There's catering companies who feed corporate businesses every day and it's locked in as a contract. Mm-hmm. So now you could be like, okay, cool. This business business a, uh, location A is gonna pay me 20,000 a month just to make sure the guys are fed every day. Mm-hmm. And it's cool. So you train somebody up and then you have to have trust to hire the right t- coach to like do the right team because if you wanna do, if you want to duplicate yourself, you can't be like, I had the best fried chicken. Or I had the best macaroni and cheese, right? So, like, if my macaroni and cheese is the best, nobody can touch it. Then you go to the hospital, you get sick. Does the macaroni and cheese stop now, huh? Mm-hmm. You're not making no more money. Absolutely not. So, but you have to trust to make that. That person might make your macaroni and cheese a little mediocre, not as, as good as you make it. But you have to trust it. like, hey, keep the money coming. And yeah. if they want to use you, they just pay a higher price mm-hmm. to use you. Yeah. Gotcha. Man, I appreciate you, man. I uh, appreciate everything you do. You know what I'm saying? I, I see you. It's inspirational, too. Inspiring, I mean, yeah. that you, to see you making the moves and taking the the, the risk. Because, you know, that's big. Because, I, I mean, I got a couple businesses, but, you know, I'm not on that level yet to take those risks. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and, and it takes a lot of courage to put yourself out there, you know, to do what you do. You know what I mean? So you got a lot of respect for me from a business aspect, for sure. You. you know what I mean? And uh, I also appreciate you for, you know, uh, putting the city on. You know what I mean? So this is big for San Diego. A lot of people don't understand. Like you're saying, this is going to affect everybody because now, you know, that's my. this is my plan to put San Diego Thank on. You. you know what I mean? Yeah, the, you put it, you, you use your platform to do it, right? I'm trying. And you know, Chef, they said that, you know, it's crazy when, I, I just be wanting more. When people, when, when I used to have Chefs packed, it's like, Chef, you done shut the city down. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But nah, I man, that's 200 people. Yeah. Chef, when they do festivals in Shamrock and they shut gas, like, that's shutting the city down. Right. With barricades up. Right. So now, next week, when you see 5,000 people online trying to get into the festival, and you see 5,000 black and Spanish folks like online, yeah. and you can't, traffic is crazy yeah. trying to get to it, that shut the city down. 100%, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So but that's the, what I'm trying to do. Yeah, but you got, it's a lot of people don't have that, you know, courage to really put themselves out there to really, you know, invest into the city to yeah. to make that happen. So I understand this, this, I have a little business here, so what you're doing is like time 10 is what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this is a game where you're playing, you know, it's chestnut checkers, man. And the crazy thing is because at the same time I'm, I'm opening this, doing this, the chef is a whole business because it's going to move around different cities. Right. You know, I'm doing another one in July. Oh, then shit. doing one in, in September. I'm doing one in different cities. Yeah. So this is this is a, a company. So I'm, I'm, as I start this company, I still have a new company I'm opening up called Bad, Brunch of the Dark. Bad Damn. Chefs. You know, so it's going to be down on Broadway. It's back downtown. Bro, you, you know a hustler, mean? bro. Nah, but like, I'm opening two businesses at one time, but I still have other two businesses that's going. And you're responsible for all that. All that. You know what I mean? So it's like, sometimes I get the anxiety of playing the proper chess moves. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, that's what it is. And you know, people out there see me having fun and smiling. And a lot of times people are like, man, he just a, like this rich me. I'm like, I'm really a nice guy. Just my defense mechanism is is like I'm, I'm angry. Mm. But I be having things in my mind all the time because, man, it's rough. Like when you have big bills of hundreds of thousands of dollars you got to pay every month, you might be short 15000 or 30000 100000 you know, you short a hundred thousand. I got scratch my head like, damn, how I'm gonna get it? How I'm gonna, you know, get it going? Because we got a hundred thousand short, but I gotta figure it out. Yeah. But you know, that's it's a thrill though. You know, you you get a thrill of just um, having nothing and making something out of it. Yeah, yeah. Everybody else wants something for you. You know, baby mom's taking you to court because she think you're super rich. Yeah. You know what I mean? So she was. I deserve some of that. You know, you got friends out here like, man, give me a loan and do this. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. Hey man, give me a loan, man. You got all that money, man. You seem you wearing about about two hundred fifty thousand right now, man. Give me a loan, man. You big money, big money, man. <laughs> hey man, Chef Jeff, uh, Cole in the building, man. I appreciate you, man. You want to leave any any words before we head out of here? Nah, man. I appreciate you having, but like you know, I'm just a lot of times I do stuff. I I like the full online, man. But I'm really here trying to inspire you, man, because I came down here, man. I I graduated high school at a one point nine GPA. My mom been in prison twice. I grew up in a house where nobody had a job. Everybody sold drugs in the, in the, in the crib. And um, I just chose that to go that route. I used that hustle and ambition, and I used it in the legal route. You know what I mean? There's a Let's lot go. of ways to make money out here legally, and you could do it. Let's go. Let's go, man. Big Hendo, big chef in the building, baby. Hendo Unplugged. We'll see you guys on the next episode. We out, baby. All right. <laughs>